to Health ITB. Today we're going to hear from USF Health Instructor Dr. Christina Eldridge as she discusses the foundation of health informatics and its core competencies. Let's get started. Welcome to USF Health's Morsani College of Medicine, Health Informatics and Healthcare Analytics webinar, Applied Health Informatics, a discussion of core competencies. We're extremely excited for you to be here and listen in. So I'm going to, without further ado, go on and introduce our presenters for today. So to start off, before we begin, uh, Dr. Christina Eldridge, instructor for the Health Informatics Program's Introduction to Health Informatics course, is going to discuss the foundation of health informatics and its core competencies. Towards the end, Athanasias Salasanis, the program director, is going to discuss the online health informatics and healthcare analytics programs. And then as well, Tammy Hemby, our senior enrollment representative at BISC on behalf of USF Health's Mersani College of Medicine, will answer any questions and talk about the online experience and course questions. And I will be your moderator. Uh, my name is Holly Walkman, brand manager at BISC on behalf of USF Health Morsani College of Medicine. Before we begin, I just wanted to put out a quick poll so we could kind of gauge um, where everybody's coming from. So I'm going to set that up right now. All right. And it looks like so far, majority of um, those attending are in the healthcare field. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and um, pass this along to Dr. Christina Eldridge. Thank you, Holly. Well, hello, everybody. I'm, I'm really excited to be here today to talk about core competencies for applied health informatics education at the master's level. So the objectives of this presentation is to first review the development of a formal definition for the field of health informatics, and then we'll go over some of the foundational domains that are used in the accreditation process for master's level education and the core competencies that go along with those domains. And then at the end, we'll discuss USF's 100% online program and the benefits of online learning at USF Health. But before I start, I just wanted to go over some acronyms. I know sometimes when I'm in a presentation, if I'm not familiar with all of the organizations, I'll get a little lost. So AMIA is the American Medical Informatics Association. You may have heard a lot about them. They have an associated AAC, which is the AMIA's Accreditation Committee, and this reports uh, to the Education Committee. And then there's also KHEM, which is the Commission on Accreditation for Health Informatics and Information Management Education. And they have an, a committee dedicated to accreditation that's called the Health Informatics Accreditation Council, HIAC. And these organizations played a big role in developing the discipline over the past two decades. So in the 1980s, the term medical informatics was often used. And if you do a PubMed search, you might see that coming up. But by the time the 1990s came around, this term evolved into biomedical informatics as the applications of the field expanded to biomedicine. If anybody remembers the Human Genome Project and the increasing use of molecular and biology in the field. Today, health informatics is used to describe the area of informatics which applies to the patient clinical environment and population health. And we'll talk more about this later in the presentation, and I'll show you one of my favorite diagrams. So in the early 2000s, AMIA's Education Committee called for defining roles 
and competencies of the field to strengthen the education and workforce in health informatics. And in 2012, a white paper came out which described core competencies that should be achieved by students at the master's level for education. And we'll also talk more about this in the next slide. And by the time 2015 came along, the final foundational domains and recommendations by Amy and Kahim for accreditation at the master's level were developed. So when we look at the formal definition paper highlights, we see that the 2012 paper focused on health informatics as an interdisciplinary field. So for those of you out there that aren't in health, we definitely draw from you know, computer science, human factors, psychology, technology, so many fields. And the goal of education is to bring all those fields together and strengthen the field and the workforce in health informatics. You see the formal definition there, which is that the field studies and pursues the effective use of biomedical data, information, and knowledge for scientific inquiry, problem solving, and decision making, and information theory and methods such as information retrieval, storage, standards, or interoperability are also involved. And it, it does include the application of technology to medicine and biomedicine. For example, telemedicine has really grown more than I ever thought it would in the last few months due to this pandemic situation. And there's also the human context of social, the social context of health informatics, which involves usability and design of technology to improve health. And you may have also heard this as human factors or human computer interaction, further uh, communications. And I just wanted to emphasize in the, this next slide that health informatics is more than just the application of technology to clinical, medical, and public health fields. It's data plus meaning. And we, we say this a lot in the information science field. What it's basically conveying is that how you organize and interpret data is what gives the data meaning. So the methods and theories that you use to do that are at the core of this field. And I would also add that it's important, part of this field is preparing data to be interoperable. So here's my favorite diagram. I show this to my students a lot. And if you look on the right hand, uh, you see, or it's my right, but um, you see that the health informatics field falls right here where patients, individuals, populations, and societies, that's the application area for health informatics. And it's often referred to as the fields of clinical informatics and or public health informatics. And it does somewhat involve translational bioinformatics and clinical research informatics, which are bridges to the, the left hand of the diagram, which is the structural imaging and bioinformatics, which focuses more on molecular, cellular tissue organs, uh, that application area. And as you see, all these fields do cover basic research, applied research, and or clinical practice. So as the workforce and the field needs continued to grow, there was more needs for education and training of students to educate students competent in the field. In, in 2015, the AAC, which again is the AMIA Accreditation Committee and KHEMS Health Information Accreditation Council worked together to update the graduation competencies and I was honored to be a part of the AAC at the time. Now I have moved into a role in AMIA's education committee 
And during this development, what really struck me was that there was a big emphasis on changing the educational model from a focus on content to more of a focus on competencies. So we see that here, that curriculum content, which is a traditional way a lot of programs are delivered, is where a certain amount of content has to be covered before the student can graduate. But that has now transformed into graduating students in specific domains. And so these competencies are often described in models as uh, being measured through knowledge, skills, and attitudes, and sometimes those are called attitudes and abilities. I just wanted to also add that these can be observed, measured, and assessed in the student to aid in their educational development throughout a program. And the domains and the competencies that were developed by the two uh, working groups apply to these health informatics areas. These areas can also be found on AMIA's website. They're defined by AMIA. So the final 10 domains are here. And instead of just reading these to you, I thought we could break them down into levels and then put them together in a Venn diagram that you'll probably see somewhere in the informatics community. The three underlying major foundational domains are sometimes called parent domains, and they include information science and technology, health, and social and behavioral science. And supporting all the domains are graduate level foundational domains, which are the competencies that should be demonstrated by any graduate student, especially those in the area of health informatics, which involves working in teams, leading teams, and complex projects, and maintaining professionalism, and working in interdisciplinary collaborative practice. As health informatics professionals, we are dealing with sensitive data and sometimes life-threatening situations, so we want to graduate students that are competent in these three domains. So when we put them back together, we see that health, information science and technology, and social behavioral science intersect, and these create the four inner domains through intersections. And the outer three, that the graduate student domains, support these and are involved in all the levels. An example of an overlap be using an interdisciplinary team to perform usability research or looking at health records and workflow. To recap, the functional domains, there's 10 of them, organize these competencies. So the competencies are organized in these 10 domains and they consist of knowledge, skills, attitudes, and abilities. And the student should be proficient in these levels at the time of graduation. And this is an example of the interprofessional collaborative practice domain and how it's broken down into the three knowledge, skills, and abilities. And this is how we look at students and assess their ability to show competency in this domain of health informatics. So how does this relate to master's level education? Well, it's important for the program's accreditation and each program should at least focus and touch on each area but the program's expertise may vary based on the type of program and a focus that they have. So some programs are more clinical, others are more technical, but it's important that each student has some proficiency in each of these domains. And a student may pick their program based on the program focus. So the take-home points for this part of the presentation, when you're choosing a master's program, 
you should be sure that they're they're touching on these foundational domains, at least in, in focusing on a few, because each program has its own focus. And perhaps ask them where their focus is so you can match to a good program. And the amount of time spent on each domain will vary, so that's not too concerning. And it's important for accreditation at the master's level in the future if the program wants to look at accreditation. Holly, I think I'll switch back to you if there's any questions. Thank you, Christina, that was great. Yes, we're actually just going to, this is going to be our breaking point. So I just wanted to take a moment to see if we can answer some of the questions that have been asked. So let's see. Question that came in is if we would be talking about nursing informatics. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, nursing informatics would fall under clinical informatics. It's in the clinical informatics field. So health informatics is a really um, nice choice for someone in clinical informatics, I mean, in that's pursuing nursing informatics. I think that um, a program within a medical school or a program associated with, with an academic medical center would be a, a good choice for someone interested in nursing informatics. They may not want to pick one that's focused more on technology development unless they were um, looking at maybe ICU technology or something that was more technical. Yeah, there's also the American Nursing Informatics Association, so they should look into that, and that offers a lot of resources. Great point. How many areas of focus within health informatics does um, USF have, and what are they? I think we would focus more on the clinical informatics domain, and we do have an analytical program, so um, Sockets can speak on that. That may fall a little bit within the translational and clinical research bridge between the two programs. So I think we all we kind of fall in the middle and in the um, clinical aspect, but we're more in in the um, patient and population of patients because you know these days a lot of uh, medical care is going from fee for service to more of a quality of care and managing your patient population. So we would definitely fall into that area. And maybe you can answer this, and I think some of the other questions that we're seeing as well would definitely be geared towards Dr. Saki's. But one question that maybe you can answer, Christina, is, is there a market for such prepared individuals, you know, when they get this education? Oh, yeah. I think definitely in this time, I've never seen, so I was telling my dad that it, I, I didn't think I would see the day I started in this field in 2010, and I didn't see think I'd see the day that it would grow at such an enormous pace, but now we're relying on being at home and everything being online. So we're moving towards telemedicine, wearables, the amount of data, the, the John Hopkins dashboard that was created, that's all informatics. And there's definitely consulting jobs out there. If you don't want to be in the clinical field, you could work for a technical company. You could work in the clinical uh, as a, uh, you know, a, a champion a super user, you know, there's a lot of room to be an application specialist. If you're in nursing, there's a lot of room there where you work with EHR updates and workflows, and there's just an enormous amount of jobs out there. It, I think the more challenge is just to pick the area you want to go into, then that there's not a, a job out there for you, you know? That's a great point. Before I pass it to Dr. Saki, thank you so much, Christina. Um, I just wanted to read out the results of the poll. So um, it looks like we had 17% um, in information technology, 
almost 80% in healthcare, 4% in business, had a percentage in engineering, and um, the rest selected other and probably answered in the questions box. But just wanted to share those statistics with everybody on the call. And thank you again, Christina. I'm just going to pass this over to Dr. Sakis. No, thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. And thanks, Christina. It was great. So uh, I'm going to talk about a little bit uh, more about the uh, University of South Florida and why the Morsani College of Medicine is the best place to attain uh, health informatics education. And uh, the Morsani College of Medicine is the first uh, medical school in the nation that offers these programs online. The health informatics program specifically has been consistently ranked among the top programs in the health informatics by several uh, uh, ranking eight entities. Uh, but most recently, we were uh, ranked number one on the 2020 list of top 50 best value master's degrees in health informatics. USF uh, is an approved education partner and academic organizational affiliate uh, with the Health Information Management System Society. This is the largest network for health IT professionals and uh, information systems uh, network. And by being part of this organization, we give access to our students to this network. In terms of uh, accreditation, USF is accredited by the Southern Association of Colleges and Schools Commission on Colleges. And particularly the health informatics program is currently in the candidacy status pending accreditation by, by accreditation review by KHIM. So uh, many of our students are asking about industry certifications and what they are eligible to sit on. So this is, uh, this is it here. Uh, when, when, people, when students complete the master's degree program, they are eligible to sit for the certified associate and certified professional in health information and management systems by HIMSS, the Health Information Management Systems Society. They can also sit on the Certified Health Data Analyst by the American Health Information Management Association, uh, Certified Associate Professional in Project Management by the Project Management Institute, and uh, for, for a little while longer, I think, uh, physicians who complete the program can be certified in clinical informatics by the American Board of Preventive Medicine. And at the same time, we're still anticipating new industry certificates by the health, uh, in health informatics, by the American Health uh, Informatics Association, that I believe they will be tied to the KHIM accreditation. Going more in depth, uh, depth with uh, the informatics program that we offer at USF at Morsani College of Medicine, we have a master's degree in health informatics. And within this degree, we have a concentration in healthcare analytics. Uh, we also offer two certificates, graduate certificates, a graduate certificate in health informatics and a SAS approved graduate certificate in healthcare analytics. The master's degree in health informatics is 32 credit hours. Uh, it's typically completed in two years. It is geared towards students who want to understand how information systems and relay technology affect health delivery and coordination. In the courses that we have in the program, we emphasize on information systems, healthcare project management, health data management, uh, while at the same time, we enable students to master uh, health laws and policy, data security and quality, cloud computing, data warehousing, and other uh, health informatics content. The majority of our students in this program are uh, clinicians. That includes uh, nurses, physicians, pharmacists, without excluding other specialties. 
So the healthcare analytics concentration of the Health Informatics Master's program uh, focuses specifically on the data analysis aspect of health informatics. It is geared towards students who want to gain knowledge on the tools and methods available to collect, uh, manage, analyze, and report uh, health data and health information. So students in this concentration will learn how analytics can improve healthcare operations and delivery. They will become proficient in statistical and data mining methods. And the most fun part is that they will create visualizations and dashboards to support uh, decision making. So this concentration is a little bit different than the previous one, than the general master's in health informatics in terms of our population. Here we see more clinicians, engineers, computer scientists, uh, business administrators, and health administrators. So for students who are uh, interested in getting just a glimpse of the informatics field, or they are uh, very early in the field, uh, we offer a graduate certificate in uh, health informatics. This certificate uh, consists of the four first courses in the Health Informatics Master's Program. And these courses are Introduction to Health Informatics, Foundation in Management Information Systems, Integrated Electronic Medical Records, and Health Data Management. So the, the certificate is typically completed in eight, uh, eight months. And students who are interested in moving into the program, they can then continue and apply for the master's degree program. And on a similar note, we have the, we offer the graduate certificate in healthcare analytics. The certificate consists again of four courses that uh, provide an overview of the healthcare analytics field. The four courses are introduction to uh, healthcare analytics, statistics for healthcare analytics, Health care data mining and predictive analytics, health data visualization. What is unique about this program is that it has been sanctioned by SAS. SAS is the leader software in analytics. And uh, all of these courses uh, include hands on projects and assignments uh, in SAS. So when we complete, students who complete this, uh, this certificate, again, within eight months, they can complete this certificate. They, they are awarded a badge from SAS, uh, and the, the, the program, the certificate, the graduate certificate has been recognized as a tier three, which is the highest uh, SAS academic specialization in healthcare analytics. With that, I will pass it to Tammy. Thanks, Sakis. I'm going to pass it over to um, Tammy. And there were some questions that came up when Christina was speaking. And Sakis, I think you covered some of the answers, but maybe you want to touch on this again before we move forward. Uh, the program, one of the questions is, is that the program seems to separate informatics versus analytics, while other programs they have seen combine the two. Is there a benefit to separating the two as USF does? Well, I think it's, uh, uh, we give more specialization in the courses. We have more courses in the analytics. While, while other programs, I would think that they will have one or two courses. In our case, we have a specific uh, complete specialization with several courses that are adding to the informatics education. So mm -hmm. I don't know how uh, other programs are doing it. And uh, I would assume that uh, if they want to have to cover the same amount of content, they will probably have to offer um, much more credit hours in the programs. I've seen uh, program, master's programs out there with uh, 40 and 50 credit hours. Our programs, both of them are at 32. Great, thank you. Another question that came in was, they see many positions require backgrounds in nursing or patient care. Do you think those that do not have patient care backgrounds have an equal chance of success in the job market with a health informatics degree? 
I think that that's one of the, the I'll call it the myths of the field, <laughs> is that a lot of us in healthcare, and we'll, we'll kind of say this, is that we're learning the technology afterwards. If you know the technology and the way it works before you're coming in, that's going to put you at a, a significant advantage. So I don't think you should be afraid of learning the health domain, because when I put up that Venn diagram, each of those three domains are equal. So usually typical when students come into my intro class in this program, they the health students learn from the information science and technology students and vice versa. So you'll learn a lot just going through the program. And I would say you may want to, you know, work on a project with a professor or maybe gain a little bit of volunteer work somewhere. Even if you're older, I'm never below that. I volunteer for projects all the time and I'm quite older. <laughs> and so I just say there's definitely ways to do that if you feel like you need a little bit more exposure to the health environment. But I would say that, no, that it's not a disadvantage. Awesome. Here's another one to kind of segue off of that as well. What is the benefit of getting a master's versus a certificate? Can you get a job with just the certificate? Their background is that they have a master's in nursing and they're practicing as a nurse practitioner. See, that, that's, that kind of ties into the previous question. So let's say you want to go primarily into clinical informatics and you have primarily a technical background. Maybe you would want to get the master's so that you can get more health exposure and maybe do some volunteer work or, you know, work with a professor. Because if you're a nurse and you have a lot of experience and you're already a job, maybe you want to go for the certificate and see if that can move your career up if your job doesn't require a degree. So if you want a complete change of field and you don't feel like you have a huge background in, in computer science, then maybe you want to go more for the degree. But then again, maybe if you haven't had that exposure and you want to just get your feet wet to see if you like it, then maybe you go for the certificate. So I would say if you're in any of those positions that you should reach out to the program and reach out to the professors and ask them their opinions and also take a look on Indeed or Glassdoor and see what they're looking for. Because even what I'm saying right now, it varies day to day with what you know employers are looking for, what trends. But we try to keep up with that. We try to keep the program up to date so that we're graduating students that can get jobs. That's, that's a goal. Of course. And this um, also pertains to that same topic. How would a degree in health informatics benefit someone who is a nurse versus doing a nursing informatics degree? Oh, yeah, I guess there's another, there's a, I don't know too much about the nursing informatics degree because my background is a family physician and I went into preventive medicine and did a fellowship in academic primary care research. So I kind of went more of an academic route. But I do get that question a lot from students in my class about a nursing informatics degree. But what I do know is that doing health informatics is probably going to give you more, more of an ability to switch fields. So let's say you're in, in health, I mean, you are in nursing and you do just a nursing informatics degree, then you may do some of the other areas I put up in the previous slide because you're kind of in that clinical informatics domain almost entirely, you know? Unless those um, nursing informatics degrees 
are expanding, which is it's potentially could be happening. So, but I would say from my my perspective, if you're getting that health informatics degree, you could even move into public health informatics. You could, which is probably going to be a huge field after this COVID-19 situation, or you could be in the translational side or even on the research, although nursing informatics does do some research. Perfect. Before we um, switch over, thank you, Christina and Dr. Sakis, and we're going to continue to answer questions as much as we can. I wanted to pass it over to Tammy because there was a question about, you know, does the program help to procure a good paying job given it's an online course and not on campus? Good afternoon. I'm happy to be here. Thank you guys for attending. I am here to help answer questions about the online classroom and how it works and what you can expect. I will tell you that because this is an online classroom, it allowed you flexibility, and that's very important to fit into your busy schedule. So convenient, you're able to log in 24-7. Flexibility, it's on your time. No specific days or times that you have to be logged into the classroom. Just because this is an online class, it still provides you with the traditional class stature in the fact that you're going to be able to communicate with your other students. You're not alone. You're going to be able to communicate with the professors and the staff. So we are here to assist you through those processes. Awesome. And so let's see if there's any additional questions here. In addition, um, Tammy, if you wanted to share the stature of the USF program. USF truly trailblazers when we're talking about health informatics. Of course, we know it's one of the first medical schools to offer this program online for you. USF continuously ranks in the top of the nation. Number one in the top 50 health informatics master's degree programs, number four in best master's in health informatics degree program as of 2018 and 2020, number nine in the 50 best online masters in healthcare informatics programs. It's their affiliation in the research side, uh, their affiliation with Moffitt Cancer Center, the Johnny B. Bird Alzheimer's Research. Institute, and they are heavy into pediatric research as well. So they certainly know how to collect the data uh, and make the difference. Thanks, Tammy. I've got a few other um, questions that came in for Dr. Sakis or Christina, and feel free to continue to post your questions if you have any questions about the application process. A lot of the questions coming in are about backgrounds, though. How is um, the course applied in the Canadian market and given different healthcare systems? Oh, that's an interesting question. That's cool. In the Canadian market, I think in this, I, I hate to go back to the COVID-19 thing, but we're kind of in the great equalizer right now. And what we really need the most is to be collecting data and be sharing that data using standards, controlled terminology, a fire um, messaging standards, and analyzing that data quickly, as Sakis and I can tell you that it's really turning quickly. So I would say it does apply to um, a different, but just in a different way. It's probably more analytical, more a population level quality improvement. Because if you're using a national health system, 
then you're probably more on preventative side and more quality improvement, and you really need health informatics to monitor your population. Do you have anything else to add? Well, let's see. When it comes to analytics, I think that uh, we are all, uh, both you and I at least, uh, we are uh, versed in the research that uh, is happening with clinical data, which is uh, throughout all over the world, right? So I don't see any problems in, uh, in uh, how we apply methods for uh, analyzing data for different reasons. I don't think it would be different here or in Canada or in Europe. So when it goes back to other issues like policies and laws, then yes, we have we have difference, and uh, we don't cover that uh, in the programs, in, in in any of the any of these two programs. But uh, at the end of the day, it's uh, technology, self, and uh, we see how we marry these two uh, to create better health and better research. I think that's a good point. You would be learning more about U.S. health policy, which I don't know if you want to do that, but I don't think that's heavy in our program. You know, that's not a major part of it. Here's some additional um, questions as well. Do you need to have a technical background to complete either program? Takis, you want to take that one? Yes. Or a background uh, so in statistics? For the, the main informatics program, the main master's program, uh, it's, it's not necessary to have a technical background, but it helps, obviously. The analytics uh, program is a little bit more specialized, and uh, that's why we see other people included, other specialties like uh, engineers and uh, business administrators. And uh, in that program, we're looking to see people who have, who at least are able to understand data analysis. They have, they know what statistics means, and uh, they they have done a statistics course in the past, and we take it from there. Awesome. This is also similar. Is there a need to have a background in statistics, assuming this is a part of the curriculum? For the for the analytics program, yes. <laughs> Basic statistics, at least understanding what probability is, right? And but obviously in the program we we are excelling into that. But uh, before you start a master's program that is focusing specifically in analytics, it's it's a good idea to understand what uh, what it includes, and uh, that's why I would like to see in the applications people uh, to have uh, at least one course in, in statistics in, the, in their transcripts. Okay, um, and this segues off of this and we'll definitely jump back to more details about the course schedule. Tammy's gonna speak on that. But before that, we had a question about basically data analytics software knowledge is usually a prerequisite for many business analyst jobs. Is AI covered as part of the health analytics program? Are any data analytics softwares, such as Tableau, taught as part of the health analytics program? Uh, we are using SAS for the for analytics, and SAS also has a similar to Tableau software, which called SAS Visual Analytics. And yeah, that, that's that's it. I mean, we are using SAS, and uh, one of the courses also has uh, some uh, Python. But uh, the majority of the of degree and the certificate are focusing on uh, on SAS. Thank you, Tammy. Did you want to speak at all to um, the course schedule, such as length of the course and program? Absolutely. Again, back to convenience because this program offers a class every eight weeks, so you're able to step in when that time is most convenient for you. Again, it's 24/7. So you can log in when it's convenient for you. You're going to have project-based learning, innovative curriculum, 
the average student will complete this in about 22 months. They're taking one class each and every eight-week term. Great point. And uh, there are, I believe, six starts as well. Correct. Six terms throughout the year. Um, another question was, is there an internship integrated in any of the program levels? You certainly have the opportunity to select that. And it is a great opportunity to have hands-on. That particular portion of that course would run 16 weeks versus the eight-week interim. Great. Thank you. And how is, um, and this may be more for um, Dr. Sakis or Christina, how are examinations done? Yeah, we're, they're done online in my course. We just used that software to proctor the exam. Yeah, all, all of the courses, they have examinations and uh, quizzes. Uh, actually, not all the courses have uh, exams. Some are just projects. But uh, those that have uh, exams and quizzes, uh, they are, the quiz and the exams are open uh, for a week. And uh, anybody can take them anytime they want. And uh, the, the exam and the quiz are proctored uh, using Proctorio which is a software that locks uh, down completely the browser and uh, students just focus on the, the exam. Great. One question that um, we weren't able to touch on, but we you kind of went through it and it was, does this program help to procure a good paying job given it is online course and not on campus? Sakis or Christina, do you want to touch about how, you know, the benefits of it being online or the difference you've seen since you may be teaching classes on campus as well? I think what you have to do is you have to own um, professionalism. Almost all the students that come in have excellent backgrounds. So as you know, it doesn't matter really if you're on campus or if you're online, you just have to network to get jobs. And I know that almost every job that I've gotten over the years has been through networking. So we, because we have that affiliation with HIMSS, they have virtual career fairs and I would also recommend joining Amy as a student. It's $50 a year as a student, and you can join their student work group. And so you can do that all online. The benefit of informatics is that almost everything is offered online. So even in this pandemic situation, we were already prepped and ready to go. In fact, I didn't really see much change in my workflow, except I just can't go to campus and sit in my office and do it there. I have to do it at home but it didn't really change my job at all. In fact, I think I have more work now than I did three months ago. I just wanted to mention that if you're going back to school after a break, like 10 year break of being a professional, that not to worry about that either, that when you come into my class, I'm the intro class, I try to ease you back into it. Uh, don't be afraid that you have to kind of brush up on your writing or learn how to take an exam the way you used to when you were in college. It's it's really not, not gonna be like that. This is graduation. Uh, you're at like a graduate level and we respect each other. We all know we're all professionals here and it's not meant to fail anybody. It's meant to help you ease back in and graduate with the uh, skills you need to move on to your next level. Great. Thank you, Christina. And this also is a general question. If we can't answer this on the call, um, we'll definitely send out an FAQ for this session. But um, Saki is We've seen some interest in a PhD program. Uh, where should they go for interest in that? Uh, we do not have a PhD program in this uh, in the in informatics. I, I can answer that because I did. I just finished my. I'm finishing my PhD. Remember? So. Oh um, yes. 
Yeah, so you have to look at what your end goal for a PhD program is. You may have to do a master's in order that you could transfer some of your credits or you can go straight into a PhD program. But you can find that stuff on Amia's website. Awesome. Alrighty, everyone. Well, we'll be sending this out. Thank you for attending. Feel free to um, reach out. You can call, email, chat. Uh, you may connect with Tammy specifically. You can schedule an appointment. And we look forward to doing this again with you all soon. Thank you for joining us on this edition of the Health IT Beat. If you'd like to learn more about the graduate health IT programs discussed in today's webinar recording, head on over to usfhealthonline.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Simply search at usfhealthonline.com.